0: Hello, welcome to this video let's look at what are the key mistakes or key things that we could do with diet so that we have a better sleep generally there are some mistakes because when i work with people they ask me gautam i eat fruits in the uh, dinner is that okay gautam i take de-stress tablet what do i do do i take it or not take it and gautam my diet seems to be helping my sleep but it's also helping me gain weight and so on so there are a lot of questions around food sleep and uh, and other issues connected to it as well. So here we have Sandhya with us. Sandhya is my wife. We've been married for 13 years now. And uh, Sandhya is a nutritionist. She brings Ayurveda. She also does natural farming and she brings a very practical knowledge of how to cook, what to cook, uh, how can I make it easy for myself? And she's been consulting for people for over a few years now. I hope I've given enough you know, justice to uh, introducing Sandhya. So uh, by the end of this video, we expect uh, the participants who are looking at this video or uh, viewers to uh, to get some idea about what can I do in simple ways so that I can get a better sleep tonight. Yeah, most of us are facing some sleep issues. At least the viewers of this particular video are facing a lot of sleep issues. Let's see how we can take this and go forward. All right, yes. So I already have a few questions lined up with me. Uh, In asking these questions, I might be joined by a a younger daughter who's playing inside my room. So please uh, accommodate her also. So the first question I want to ask Sandhya is in the program that we do for people called How Is Your Sleep? We suggest, have an early dinner. At least finish your dinner by 7.15 or 7.30 p.m. maximum. While there are many reasons why I do that, why we do it at home, why do you suggest people to have an early dinner? And what? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the most important question because that's where I start my you know, process with anybody who comes for a diet consultation because uh, most of us think uh, you can eat anything you, and if you eat healthy for dinner it's okay but it's not so you have to eat healthy at the same time you also have to eat a bit early so what is an early dinner at least two to four hours before your bedtime is a good start okay two hours is minimum four hours is great so if you're going to sleep by 10 o'clock then at least before eight you should have finished your dinner complete your dinner not start eating by eight o'clock because then you will finish by eight thirty that will keep going on why because your body has a lot of healing mechanism happening from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., okay? And digestion by itself is going to take at least two hours for the stomach to empty the food into the intestine. So if your food is going to be in the stomach for a longer time, then that's where you end up with acidity, gastritis, or burping. You know, all those difficulties happen if you delay your food. To top that, if you eat uh, a heavy food like biryani or some normal meal but followed by an ice cream, then it's even more difficult for the stomach to push out the food item that's called bolus. To push out the bolus or the food into the intestine, it's going to take much longer time because the gastric emptying in nature itself is a little bit slower or much slower depending on the person at night when compared to the same person in his daytime. So if it's going to get delayed, then you will end up with other problems. Simple, most common problem is constant burping. So you will not feel like lying down. You will feel too disturbed. So this healing process that happens between your 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. or Sorry, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is going to be comfortable when you eat your dinner early, okay? So the emptying app happens and the absorption process happens in the intestine. And to sleep by itself, you need some energy. That can happen only if the digestion digestion is going to be taken care of. It's if Only if it's going to be easier. okay. And from 2 a.m. to 4 or 5 a.m. is when your psychogenic process will happen. That's when your psychogenic areas in the body will start getting healed. So hmm. if you're going to eat dinner very late in the night, then all of these will get compromised.
0: couple of questions. Uh, you're saying a psychogenic process. What is a psychogenic process? Please help us understand. And secondly... Um, okay, let's finish this question, then
1: I'll go there. See, all of us are human beings undergoing lot of emotions in a day. Okay, But we all heal after, after a day or two. That is normal. If it's a very chronic stress, then it takes some time. For this to happen, you need some layers of healing, which will happen naturally. And we have memories not only in the mind, but also in the body. Mm. But body has its own beautiful mechanism To just heal and put things out Mm. so So this will happen during that process to get more details about this process i think you have to get in touch with a psychiatrist or psychologist who can explain you more about this but this is what research says that's the time where healing happens apart from your body and glands the next level of healing happens between 2 a.m to 4 or 5 a.m
0: okay so what i'm understanding you say is clearly first after eating, it requires two hours for the stomach to push the food into the intestine so that the stomach is released of any yes. while, while I'm sleeping. Once the food is pushed into the intestine, certain process of absorption, consolidation, so on and so forth happens in the body between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So I'm giving time for it. Once that happens, only when that happens from 2 a.m. onwards, I start some healing processes. Am I right? Is my understanding? Yes,
1: there? exactly.
0: And if this doesn't happen well, I don't sleep well. That's primarily because my stomach is constantly doing something and my body needs some energy there. It needs to focus there. And perhaps as a result of that process, I might be burping and some inconvenience remains in the stomach.
1: Exactly. And if one goes to continue this habit of sleeping late or eating late, not sleeping, sleep deprivation, then that is when their hormones get affected.
0: Mm, Interesting. A little later. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm also wanting to talk about weight management, hormone uh, uh, difficulties, uh, challenges, and all of that. Yeah. But before we go there, I want to ask you, um, Is it, let's say if I want to finish eating by 7.15, 7.30 maximum, but then my spouse uh, or my partner may not be able to prepare the dinner or we don't have the options to get it done before seven o'clock. Yeah. So in that case, can I have fruits and milk? or can i have just fruits for dinner is that okay
1: that's a big no okay yeah I was many just, people
0: are yeah. not allowing us to have fruits for dinner at home so that's also a question that comes along yeah
1: there are many perspectives to this uh, in ayurveda you're not supposed to eat fruits beyond 6 o'clock in the evening like once the sun sets it's it's not a food uh, it, it becomes toxic to the body that's one perspective the other perspective is Uh, fruits are simple foods to get digested okay so if fruit is going to take only half an hour or one hour to get digested you're putting it inside your body where the emptying is already slow so the fruit that which can get digested in half an hour or one hour is going to stay for two hours or four hours so what will happen then when you put food begins to spoil right So, bacterias will get produced. The wrong kind of bacterias will start getting produced. The fruits will get fermented. So, you will start burping. This happens in many people. The other thing that could possibly happen is fruits have sugars and these sugars can trigger the hormone called ghrelin, which is responsible for hunger. Mm -hmm. So, you you eat a particular fruit or any fruit and in half an hour or one hour, depending on your metabolism, you are hungry. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, what will happen? You will feel hungry at night or you wake up and you look for some food or you control yourselves. Then some other metabolism happens in the body to keep you uh, supplying some energy. So, again, it is going to compromise the healing process in your body. Mm, Very interesting. So, fruit is not an ideal dinner at all.
0: Okay. So... Of course, uh, which means, therefore, fruit plus milk or anything uh, also gets ruled out, basically.
1: Definitely, fruit plus milk is the worst combination one can have, uh, mainly because fruit takes shorter span and milk takes longer span to digest. Milk is a complex protein to digest. Milk by itself requires at least one to one and a half hours for digestion. And uh, when you combine fruit and uh, milk, it becomes an incompatible combination. Cow's milk is what I mean here. So that becomes an incompatible combination both in terms of allopathy in uh, recent times in Ayurveda for several generations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's called ama, where the food becomes toxic.
0: Okay. So what you're saying is basically if I put food inside my uh, stomach by around 7, 7.30, primarily uh, it gets digested quickly. So which means I, I could get hungry uh, early as well. And perhaps I will have more energy left with me because it gets digested quickly, that energy is available in my body. So, which means my body is not going to wind down. Is that also a possibility?
1: Um, it's I... not that it will get... Yeah, that's a possibility. If, if Depending on your metabolism, you either can end up with acidity or you end up with energy deprivation. You feel like you want more food.
0: Hmm. Okay. And I can't combine milk and fruit primarily because... Fruits get digested quickly, milk gets digested late and together this is not a useful combination. Exactly. Super. Okay. So which means what is a practical possibility for a person who would like to eat early dinner um, so that the house, people in the house are also enjoying the process. It's not that I have to strain them to have an early dinner. So how do you plan for an early dinner?
1: Okay. Um, my planning is quite advanced. So I make a weekly plan and every uh, Sunday I would redo the plan or I'll just maintain the same plan. So whatever I do for lunch or in the breakfast, if there is a chutney or a side dish or a sambar that's prepared for lunch, I carry it over for my dinner. So I prepare only one item for dinner and there is always a side dish available. An
0: example would
1: be? An example would be if I make a sambar with a lot of vegetables for lunch, I would keep that for dinner and I would do uh, a rice upma, or a poha, or idli, or dosa. So that is, no, I don't have to prepare something exclusive for dinner on days when I don't have time. Oh. And uh, I also plan for vegetables during the day in the form of chutney. So in the morning, if I have a chutney, vegetable chutney, I also use that in the dinner. Otherwise, I make a fresh uh, mint and pudina chutney, uh, mint chutney, or coriander chutney, and this sambar and uh, an idli. So there is also variety. But I'll, I also reduce my time in the kitchen or on days when there is no leftover or I, wa- I don't want to use a leftover uh, thing from the morning or afternoon. Then I make something like dal kichdi, which is a combination of all ingredients in one pot. So that is how I manage usually on, on days when you have time, you can, of course, make one or two dishes a different dish.
0: OK, interesting. So uh, you're saying by planning earlier, you get also to make it easier on yourselves exactly the possibility of having multiple items for dinner which also easy to cook
1: exactly Interesting. and and i also suggest this to my clients where i say it's not necessary for you to eat a tiffin or eat only an idli or dosa for dinner you can always have rice for dinner that's not the problem the problem lies in the quality of rice the type of rice they eat and the quantity. okay. If you're going to eat unpolished rice or an unpolished millet with sambar or rasam and uh, two cups of vegetables for dinner, that's also very good for health. Mm-hmm. It's not at all a problem. That's not the cause for weight uh, gain uh, that people assume. People think if they switch over to shapatis, they can lose weight. No, they have to manage their quality of eating and quantity of eating and sleep and some activity during the day to lose weight. Okay. Okay. This is where most of the women in house get caught up because they have to roll the chapatis, they have to plan a side dish so they think they don't have time. Okay,
0: okay, interesting. Okay, so um, so basically plan early and uh, make it simple on yourselves. Uh, regulate your quantity so that it's, it doesn't uh, start complicating other things in your diet as well. It doesn't inter- uh, interfere in weight gain and so on. That's what I hear you say. Exactly. Okay. So is there any specific advice you'd like to give to diabetic people? Because they need to have food frequently uh, with smaller gaps. So what do they have for dinner?
1: See, whether you're diabetic or whether you're a normal person.
0: One second, second, Samia. You can use it, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, please.
1: Whether you're diabetic Or a pre-diabetic or a normal healthy person. You have to choose complex carbohydrates and a protein combination for dinner. Oh, That
0: sounds also very complex. Can you please
1: help me? Something as simple as your pongal where you are combining rice and dal. Or your milk rice. Or your dal kichdi. Or your idli with sambar and some vegetables. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, try to choose the rice variety not so polished. Nowadays, the market has... uh, Market is... uh, Having plenty of stock with unpolished, semi-polished, rice varieties, millet varieties. Okay, So start choosing those options. If you're a South Indian, choose these varieties. If you're a North Indian, then a roti with some dal and a sabzi is great. Or you like to explore something continental, then you just have a wrap with some veggies and uh, uh, your paneer or your tofu filling and a cup of soup. Don't just finish off your dinner with only a bowl of soup which doesn't have dal or which doesn't have any non-veg or which doesn't have uh, any other things other than vegetables, okay? Vegetables are good. You have to take a lot of vegetables during the day, but make sure your dinner has some amount of rice or uh, oats or uh, any kind of millet and some amount of dal, like mm. moong dal, or if you're a non-vegetarian, then maybe an egg or a small piece of chicken or a small piece of fish. Oh, for dinner? Yeah, not okay. not, a, not in a fried form. Okay. Okay, all I mean is either grilled or steamed or boiled or a g- normal gravy.
2: Okay.
1: Okay, not the fries or the biryanis. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm oh. just asking one to choose maybe rotis over or fulkas over uh, naan. Okay. Okay, a red rice dosa mm-hmm. over a regular dosa mm-hmm. or a ragi dosa over a regular dosa okay. or put red rice puttu. Anything that is traditional and that can get closer to nature as much as possible is a great choice.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say when you're saying those complex words is basically choose food that is has a combination of some vegetables, some dals, which is like bringing in some protein, some fiber and, and also some carbs. Basically,
1: Exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. Uh,
0: multiple combination of these things is what you Yeah,
1: said. A lit, little quantity, not not too much, just a small quantity of carbohydrate. Like It's not four idli, but it's at least one idli. Mm. Don't skip the idli, just have one idli, nice one cup of sundal and a chutney.
2: That's
1: it for dinner. Or, or one nadai with a glass of buttermilk mm. or two peseratu with a ginger chutney. Something like this. That's it.
0: Okay. So does this vary, uh, does this vary with res- uh, respect to climatic conditions? Because there are some clients come from uh, West also to you. So what do you suggest for them?
1: I think for dinner, there is no change in the climatic condition, except for people from the West. If they have uh, good tolerance, then may- they can include things like cheese. Hmm. If you are living in a tropical condition like India, then we have to keep uh, um, cheese really minimal because that doesn't suit our uh, digestive system much. Except for winter season.
0: Okay. So that's so basically, we address diabetes and if there was any climatic conditional changes about it. Super. The other question I wanted to ask you, I have a couple of more questions before we wrap it up. The other question I wanted to ask you is Are there any natural aids for sleep? For example, if I have a, a small or a half a tumbler of milk before I go to sleep, that actually seems to be helping me. I don't know about others. So, are there any similar things that actually help in natural sleep uh, rhythm getting reestablished?
1: Definitely. Milk is a very good sleep inducer because it has serotonin. Uh-huh. Okay, That's an important hormone um, or an amino acid for melatonin to get secreted. Okay, Melatonin is nothing but a hormone that is triggered by your pineal gland when the lights go off. Uh-huh. Okay, So for this chemical to get secreted, you need a nutrient and that nutrient is present in milk. Uh-huh. Okay, So that's why When you drink warm milk at night with little bit of spice like cardamom or cinnamon, whatever you like, it will induce good sleep. Okay, Provided you are tolerant to milk and the milk is of good quality. Mm. And there are other options, especially if you're diabetic or if you're on weight loss, then milk is not something that you can exceed in portion size. So there you can use options like lavender tea or chamomile tea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: okay these herbs are very calming and stress relieving and it induces good sleep so these can also be used you have to just make it like your green tea so you get the bags you have to dip it in warm water and then can have the tea that's a good option
0: sugar no sugar any no
1: sugar it's just warm water which has some herb in it that's it
0: i know you were suggesting it for diabetic patients but for others also was just asking that
1: yeah. if you are you no, know, if you're somebody who has who has intolerance in terms of a uh, lot of phlegm formation, then you can't take milk. Okay, kaffa. So they can't take milk. They can choose these herbs, okay. or even a normal person. On certain days, you feel congested, then you can avoid milk and just have this tea. Okay,
0: okay. Can you also qualify when you were saying good quality milk? Can you also say what is good quality milk?
1: Okay, there is a lot of uh, I would say facts, and also a lot of Politics around it, but I would say anything, any uh, milk that comes from a happy animal, uh, an animal that lives in a good environment, eats uh, grass and not uh, fed in a shelter, cow shelter, that milk is going to be of good quality.
0: So, which is basically not a factory produced milk, some milk that exactly. available with a small family which is having four or five cows, maybe in the suburbs, or maybe milk coming from uh, farms slightly outside the cities those milks can be a better choice.
1: And that doesn't come in a plastic packaging because that also has a lot of uh, factors to influence the quality of milk.
0: Mm. Sure. all right, Interesting. So I'm going to uh, take up another interesting topic uh, here. Um, What about alcohol? Because the general sense seems to be when I have a bit of alcohol, there's a bit of loosening up. My thoughts loosen up. My body loosens up. So, which means that's going to help me for sleeping better. What do you think? What's your advice on it?
1: Why do we use alcohol, first of all? We actually try to outsource a stress buster. Okay, So, basically, it's a sedation. Just like a drug, it's a sedation. So, if it's, it's only going to sedate, you and not actually put one to sleep. And most of them who take alcohol for good sleep or they think it is giving good sleep, they actually end up waking up around two o'clock or one o'clock and they feel super fresh and they can't get back to sleep for at least next two to three hours. And then they doze off in the morning and their next day gets affected. Okay. So it doesn't put uh, one's body to sleep. It only sedates. And after a while you wake up. So you are uh, complicating your healing system. If it's going to happen, say once in six months or twice or thrice a year, which is, which is occasional, which is called occasional because people say occasional, but then they have it once a week. That's not occasional. That's a weekly routine. So on a weekly basis, you are spoiling your healing mechanism. So if you can keep it staggered, say once in three months or once in six months, then that is called occasional and that is okay. But if you're going to do it on a regular basis, weekly or daily basis, it is definitely not a sleep inducer. It's only a sedator. It's going to dehydrate your body. It's going to burden your liver and all the healing mechanisms in your body so i would definitely not recommend alcohol for sleep
0: okay all All the men and all the people who love alcohol hear it loud and clear all right okay so now comes this uh, important question um i i understand from my own experience from my experience with my students that there is a deep connection between sleep and certain compulsive patterns compulsive patterns meaning craving for food meaning just blindly rushing for ice creams without without having a control over my ability to take decisions, Um, which means it's naturally going to affect my weight gain. It's naturally going to affect my sense of self worth. Um, And of course, that for a little more stress because taking decisions becomes slightly difficult. I understand that these processes are not very evident. So one can't find uh, the change immediately, very clearly in themselves. So sleep becomes critical. But then there are certain things that are also in, uh, impacting sleep in terms of food. So do you see any link in connection between food, sleep and weight gain, hormonal imbalance, ability to hold and uh, you know dissipate stress and such things? In a general lifestyle, how do you see this impacting?
1: There's a lot of connection. Thanks for asking this question. Because uh, there are many, if you, especially if you go to a gym, you can see many people actually working out for two hours or coming twice in a day and working out and then doing all things that we say for diet but they don't get results. Hmm. Why? Because they don't sleep on time.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so sleep is the wonder drug that can heal your system naturally. Uh-huh. Sleep has a lot of connection between your weight management, your hormones and how you feel. Okay, if one doesn't sleep, you can, any of you can observe this You don't sleep well for one day for some particular reason. Maybe you were stressed physically or something else happened. You don't sleep. Then see your pattern of eating the next day. You will want to reach out for some kind of junk, something murmur or some ice cream or something. And your quantity of eating will increase. Still, you will not feel satisfied with that food. To top that, if you are somebody looking forward to lose weight or to manage your PCOS, you will also feel more guilty. So it will also take you to guilt trip. Simply it affects your hunger hormones. So there are these two hormones called ghrelin and leptin. Both of these hormones along with insulin goes for a top when you don't sleep well. So your hunger is out of control. What you choose to eat goes out of control and uh, feeling full after eating even that goes out of control. Okay. So how much ever you want to work on your quantity of eating or the choice of food,
2: Mm. if you
1: don't sleep, then your body is not going to cooperate. Mm. So this is the connection and this is the link. And this is where people miss out. Okay. You sleep well, you can naturally stick to the diet chart. Okay.
2: Okay. Interesting.
1: Even without a diet chart, if someone thinks that I'm eating four, maybe I can reduce three. If Uh you don't sleep, then next day you may eat four idlis and one dosa or five idlis still not feeling satisfied
0: mm. yeah 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 i remember that uh, um, that nice friend of ours who was like not feeling full and therefore eating fifth idli sixth idli seventh idli and finally we figured out he drinks 2 liters of uh, buttermilk just uh, an hour before dinner and that expands his stomach capacity not feeling full and so on
2: okay yeah
0: all right so um one last question sandhya would you like to say something to uh, People who don't eat on time. Is it really critical? See, there is this split between people. One is eat when you feel hungry. The other is eat on time. Yeah. And many of us uh, are in between. Like we don't eat when we are hungry. Neither we eat on time. We kind of erratically eat. And many of my students also do that. Do you, would you like to say something to that?
1: Um, I would like to say, listen to your body. Okay so if you are a person where you feel hungry but you ignore the hunger then you have to maintain a time or an alarm where you just follow the alarm and eat mm-hmm. if you are a conscious person where you respond to your body feeling that i am not very active today i am not feeling like eating i am feeling sluggish then you can reduce the type of you can uh, you know vary the choice of your food that day or reduce the volume of food or go on fasting But only if you are a person who is 100% aware Mm. and conscious on what is happening. Only if you're healthy, only if your sugar levels are under control. If you are a person suffering from PCOS or if you're diabetic or if you have insulin resistance or if you have heart disease, then it's better you go on a guidance and eat on time. Mm. Okay. In today's world, not many people are conscious of what is happening inside their body. So for them, I would say, stick to a time. Mm. Okay. Create a routine because most of us have already lost something called routine.
0: Mm. But it gets very difficult you now when you're a householder, when you're especially a, a mother who's also maybe working, may not be working, handling children, handling the kitchen, handling your relatives handling the home, and also handling your own health, it becomes difficult. So how do you manage to kind of keep your routine up for breakfast, dinner, or lunch? Or how do you choose to eat?
1: Okay. I would say if you prioritize something, then you can get it done.
2: Mm. You either
1: do it by yourself, or you get someone for help, or you outsource from a healthy uh, option, but you prioritize. If you don't prioritize and don't plan, then that's when you end up running to the kitchen in the last uh, minute and then look, staring at the walls on what to do and then you end up doing some mix and match or some junk. Mm. But if you plan clearly and see what should be done the next day and have the vegetables and have the groceries in stock, the next day, even if a mate comes to do something, you will know what work to get done from them. Mm.
2: You know,
1: even uh, and There are people who have someone to cook Still, they don't eat healthy, mainly because they don't plan. Okay, So if you have a plan, if you know what should go into your plate, the next meal for the next day, then you will have things ready today. So you can do it efficiently.
0: When you're speaking, I sense that uh, you actually really sit down and think what's important for me, food is important. Therefore, how do I plan it? How do I manage it? You really have a way of thinking around food. That's what I'm able to understand. And two, in your kitchen, even if I come in and stare at the wall, there is something on the wall which says today is Wednesday and dinner, this is the option, pre-preparation, this needs to be done. So that's a very interesting thing that you're seeing there. All right. Yeah. You, you, you...
1: if we invest that 10-15 minute process once a week, you're saving a lot of time during the week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Many of my students are actually mothers. Uh, would maybe, I am guessing here, uh, but would love to learn how to do this from you. Perhaps we'll have a separate session on how to plan for a week. You know, especially if I have my in-laws with me, then there's also children. I need to cook two different things or three different things and so on. So how to, how to simplify it, plan it and do it But Maybe we can do a separate session. Sure. Yes. All right. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add, Sandhya, before we wrap it up?
1: Yeah. Um, say, when it comes to sleep, we have to get a bit smart because our body is designed in a certain way. So we have to understand that rhythm. Uh, Basically, this melatonin, for it to get secreted in the night, you have to get some amount of light exposure during the day. Okay, So only when you get exposed to the sunlight and the daylight during the day, this hormone uh, at night that has to be secreted will get secreted, provided you give a dark atmosphere at night. Mm -hmm. So let the day be a day and let the night be the night. After 6 p.m., do not sit in bright lights. Mm-hmm. Start reducing the lights. okay? Including the blue lights, the gadgets, all of these has to be reduced as you progress in the evening. That's number one. Number two, if you have missed your water intake during the day, then don't gulp your water after 6 p.m. Mm. Okay, This is something that's happening in common but one has to also apply common sense because you will end up waking constantly at night to urinate. So you will miss your sleep. Okay, So don't uh, try to overload water in the system after 6 o'clock. Instead, set an alarm during the day. If you're someone who keeps forgetting to drink water, set an alarm and drink or just have two or three bottles in front of you so you get to drink it as you see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is the second thing. And uh, avoid stimulants. Okay, there are some people who can drink coffee and just sleep. They are all fast metabolizers. Okay, never compare yourselves with them. Most of us can't tolerate caffeine five to six hours before bedtime. So, which means if you have to sleep by ten o'clock, then finish your coffee before five o'clock. Coffee, tea, and uh, some of the chocolate drinks also has caffeine, and your um, Green tea also to an extent has caffeine. Just check the label. Okay, So please look into this and prepone your evening beverage. If at all you want to take them, just
0: prepone. I wanted to ask, uh, how about workout? Can can I go to a workout after 6 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock and then finish my workout, have my protein uh, intake and then come home, dinner and then sleep? Would, would that be oh. a...
1: That's um, a wonderful question. Actually, I see many men who compromise for what they couldn't do in the morning by evening. They run for a 2 or three-hour run or they do a lot of exercise in the evening. Uh, But that's not actually the right practice. For some people, it suits. But most of us feel fresh after an exercise. Mm. Okay? You feel really good. Your happy hormones get triggered Mm. and your adrenaline gets pumped. Once the adrenaline is pumped, you feel so fresh. So you can't sleep for the next two, three hours. So you will end up missing your sleep, waking up late and then not able to exercise. So you'll continue with your office work with coffee and tea. And you feel you have to work out because something is not okay in the body. The doctor has advised you to do some activity. Again, you start your exercises in the evening. Okay, so you end up in a vicious cycle, stressing your body over and over again. Very few people are good with exercises in the evening where they actually get tired after exercise. If you are someone who feels too fresh after an exercise, then please finish all your activity, physical activity before five o'clock in the evening. It's ideal for you to do, start your day with exercise.
0: Sure, okay. Interesting, so because some people reach out to work out for uh, stress bursting. uh, In my workshop, I call it uh, after 7.30, 8 p.m. become a lover on the beach you know, non-intentional walks, non-intentional talks, spend mm-hmm. some time with stress, that actually brings down the stress. Connecting with open space with the sky and the breeze can actually brings down the stress. So interesting. Um, so thank you so much, Sandhya. One question I wanted to ask was for people with conditions um, like uh, diabetes, heart uh, uh, conditions, or uh, blood pressure and so on. For them, do you think some of these instructions may vary Do you think they have to reach out to you or to some nutritionist one-on-one to get it clarified for them? Or are these instructions good enough for them also?
1: These instructions are good enough for them. But if they are looking for some result to manage their diabetes and manage without medication or bring down the medication, then they need to work with a nutritionist. Okay. It's better to consult and go on a diet than just do a random diet where you just skip so one part of the meal or you just and start with some intermittent fasting based on a WhatsApp uh, guidance or just skip uh, dinner and have fruits. You know, all of this may give result in a, in a month or two, but whether it gives health is the question. mark. Mm. Sure. Okay.
0: All right. So thank you so much, Sandhya. Uh, we really, uh, I really love this 40-15 uh, minutes spending time with you. I hope you enjoyed it too. And I hope the viewers enjoyed it. Um, there are a couple of uh, podcasts that I will just attach in the description of this video which talks about three simple steps to have good sleep how do you differentiate morning versus evening morning morning you prepare for the day you go to a peak evening how do you wind down and go to sleep couple of podcasts and can I also include your contact uh, email address uh, on the description Sandhya so people can reach out to you if they need to definitely I'll do that all right thank you so much take care have a good evening bye-bye
1: thank you see you all bye
0: so that's it from me in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Anushka Shankar for that beautiful music in the background. And you can always send me your inputs, comments, suggestions at gautam at gautambalaji.com or in Facebook, you can find me as gautam Coach, In LinkedIn, you can find me as gautam Balaji Linked. That's G-O-W-T-H-A-M for Gautam. Take care, all the best and see you in another episode. Bye-bye.